It's been a long time since we've done a podcast, and uh, it's been a long time since I've seen this guy. He's acted with me. He's been my dad in plays, and he stepped away from the stage, grabbed the guitar, and has created his own shows and his own stage just by wearing a hat, shredding on the guitar. Welcome to the What the Jack, the Soul Man, Ian Douglas. Woohoo! Hey! Hey, Jack. How's it going, man? It's going well. It's going well. It's been a long time since we've talked. I mean, you've been in plays with me. I've seen you kind of perform, you know, a solo act outside. And I hope everything's going well because, you know, I'm excited to talk about music today with you. Yeah, man, of course. Um, yeah, it's been, I think, since high school, right? Um, but no, I mean, so I think we did um, Bye Bye Birdie, was it right? Yeah. Oh, my God. But yeah, man. So, um, yeah, let's talk music. All right, so what inspired you and made you want to learn the guitar in the first place? Well, for me, um, it was the game called Guitar Hero. Uh, I got that game probably early 2000s when that first came out, and it was one of those first songs. I think it was called um, Slow Ride, I think. And uh, I was like really interested in the guitar. Just the sound of it was so cool, and I just thought, hey, let me try the real thing. And so it was just uphill from there. Did you ever have like a teacher or anything? You just kind of learned on your own. So I did. Yeah, I had about two teachers on and off. And I actually one of the teachers that I had uh, wrote for a major uh, guitar magazine company called Guitar World. Oh, wow. And uh, so he he has interviewed a lot of, of my favorite guitar players. And I, I kind of learned from him over the years, but uh, mainly been self-taught as of recently. So you talk about having these teachers. What what did they tell you to kind of help motivate you to want to play guitar? Well, they taught me first and foremost to take your time and uh, to not limit yourself to other genres of music. I mean, when I was... A little kid, you know, like 13 years old when I first started playing, I was really into heavy metal, you know, like Black Sabbath and Metallica and all that stuff, right? But at the same time, you got to widen your horizons a little bit more. I just started listening to that and I got into blues, and jazz and funk. Well, it sounds like to me you have a variety of tastes of music. Um, let's mm -hmm. go back real quick. Let's talk about yeah. theater. Because, you know, we were both mm -hmm. involved with theater and I feel like you take a lot of valuable lessons. Mm -hmm. What was that like? to learn about acting and learn about kind of what it's like to be an actor. How did you take that along the ride throughout, you know, your lifetime and when you're playing guitar? Being an actor and being on stage, it allowed me to portray a different person with a different story. And at the same time, whenever I pick up the guitar and just jam out and play for people, it allows me to tell a story with whatever song I'm doing. Uh, whether it's like an instrumental or whether it's like, you know, a, a John Mayer cover, I feel like that I'm telling a story with my music. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And you talk a lot about that fact that, you know, you're telling a story with music. You know, you also sing too, right? You were, you were, yeah. in, we were in chorus together. What was that like to learn about singing? What have you learned about it today with playing a guitar? To be honest with you, when I first started, um, singing and playing guitar it wasn't really until um when i was in a band called uh, coda sky i was more doing like background vocals and stuff like that this is probably like 2013 through 2016 but at the same time it allowed me to do two things at once and i was kind of trying to get used to that because i was mainly just doing more guitar just kind of like shredding it up but um 
I didn't really get more involved in it until that band. And I think that that allowed me to figure out, hey, I can actually sing and play the guitar. And it wasn't until the pandemic hit and I played uh, COVID concerts for my, my neighbors. And uh, we would have this like, you know, like um, outdoor uh, pool area. And I would just set up my guitar. I would set up a mic and I would play for people because this is where the time where we didn't have live music or live anything for that matter. And I was singing like B.B. King. I was singing John Mayer, all these different songs. And then I ended my set with Imagine by John Lennon. And that was the, the point where we were all together. It was peaceful. It was uplifting. And that was the moment where I go, I think I can do this. I think I can sing and play the guitar and let's just do it. Yeah, wow. Well, I mean, you're you're a damn good guitar player. I'll tell you that. I mean, <laughs> and I can see that you feel the emotion too when you're playing the guitar. I can see that you're into it. What is that yeah. like to play for people as you're playing the guitar and doing what you love? First and foremost, just just playing the guitar in front of people is something that I really love to do and also just seeing their their looks of happiness. Sometimes people get emotional. You know, especially within the, the, you know, the COVID pandemic. It's like when I was playing music for people, people were sometimes crying of happiness. People were, you know, dancing and uh, like, uh, what was a song that I played that was really good? Well, I played um, a song called Brick House by the Commodores. Oh, and that got everybody just dancing and, you know, having a good time. But as far as emotion wise, I just really like to read people and to see what they're, you know, doing. And, um, and I wear uh, shades whenever I play. So it's easier for me to read people that way. <laughs> That's the little secret, huh? Let's talk a little bit about your band. You played with bands, you played it solo. What is it like playing with a band rather than playing like solo? Well, when I was in a band uh, called Coda Sky, it was mainly alternative rock. Um, what I really liked about playing in a band was you had all these different types of people that played different instruments and all had a different say to everything, whether it's like what type of song we do, how we do it, uh, what the stage presence was like. Um, and at the same time, just being a whole tight unit was something that was so cool to be able to play music in front of people on stage. I mean, I played the Hard Rock Cafe in Boston about five times, and it was one of those things where this is really cool. Being in a band is awesome. But then, of course, I moved to Florida and I've been kind of doing more solo stuff. But um, just being in a band was something that was truly amazing in my life. And I really hope to get back into it because being a tight unit was just cool. It was awesome. I started out with a demo back in 2019. It was more of like, uh, like a folk acoustic singer-songwriter type of vibe. And... Um, you know, it was actually kind of a story where I got my uh, heart broken for the first time in college. And uh, it was, of course, you know, about a girl. And so I just kind of wrote that out. And uh, it's not it's not done yet, but but the demo is recorded. So hopefully uh, I'll have it out sometime this year. No, I look forward to that. We definitely do. What is the hardest song that you play on the guitar? You know, you talk about Slow Ride and Guitar Hero going back to those days. Playing yeah. that expert, some of those expert songs, right? Can you, <laughs> you can know you, it. First of all, can you do that on Guitar Hero? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we gotta uh, we gotta see that one too. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, but no, the hardest song that I can play would be a song called Big Sir Moon. Uh, and it's of a uh, guy named Buckethead. 
And, yeah. and uh, he was on the first Guitar Hero as well. He did a song called Jordan. I cannot play that. I will fully admit that. He's too good. I'll work my way up to that. But um, the Big Sur Moon is a very uh, clean channel song on the guitar, like not really distorted or anything. And I'll have like a delay pedal where it goes like kind of like that. So whenever you engage your guitar, you have to use your right hand to synchronize with this. You have to really do like staccato notes, like and then when you do the delay pedal, it would make it seem so fast. But my fingers are going like crazy, and so and that song is two minutes, but it feels like ten minutes to me. It's like one of the like best guitar workouts ever. (laughs) Playing those strings is what it is. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about today. Like I think we should listen to some of those riffs. Why don't we do that right here on What the Jack? Ian Douglas ripping it up on the guitar. Let's listen. Let's do it. was pretty awesome i mean it takes a lot of skill to play guitar and it, i mean you again you're damn good at it and i uh, hope someone picks you up so let's talk a little bit about how you take care of your guitar i think that mm-hmm. that's an interesting kind of question i take care of my guitar in a variety of ways so of course you got to restring it uh restringing i restring it i mean since i play gigs uh probably once a week uh, if I have a lot of gigs, probably, you know, once every couple days, but you know, I have a bunch of fretboard oils that I like to use, um, during that process as well as like guitar polish and something that you have to use every once in a while, because I mean, I live in Florida now, so everything is right. humid. Yeah. So you have to really take care of your instrument because otherwise it, it just won't work. And I need to have stuff that works. So with doing all that, uh, processes, I should be all good. Yeah, well, we've seen some pictures, and you, you know, we can talk about your Instagram in a little bit. What mm-hmm. is it like playing in Florida? I mean, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. area to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you play at a lot of local bars? Kind of, what is that like to play at those venues? Yeah, so um, I do play a lot of um, local bars uh, here. I'm mostly in uh, Tampa, uh, South Tampa, mostly. Um, I actually just wrapped up a gig at. Um, Tampa International Airport. I was doing like a, the main terminal uh, as like people were going to um, their planes and stuff. And it was really cool um, because you get to see all walks of life there. You get to play for a bunch of people. Playing guitar in general for different walks of life of people is just amazing because you never know who's watching. How did you kind of develop that mindset to really kind of understand how someone's reacting to a certain song. Um, I feel like for a DJ, you see that all the time. For a musician, it's right there in the moment. Right. And, you know, it, it can change left and right. It's a little similar in ways. 
But how did you develop that mindset, you personally? I gotta admit, though, I was I was pretty nervous my my first gig, you know, singing and playing. And of course, when you read people, they know if you're nervous or not. So I kind of had to learn how to chill out beforehand, just kind of like get into that Zen space. And then Ian Douglas is there, and then I'm just jamming, I'm playing. And once I'm doing that, people will start to go, oh my God, look at him. He's, he's killing it. Oh, that's so cool. And then I have like little um, uh, cards, business cards that people will, will go up and take. And I will actually give out like uh, I have my own um, picks, guitar picks, and yeah. I will give oh, them out so. to people. Um, but no, just being able to be in my own mode, being my own Zen mode and just getting out there. That's what's key for me. And I have to kind of get the, into that mode every show because um it's just so much better that way. It just flows better. That's really cool. You got your own guitar picks. Yep. You got your yep. own mindset, sounds like. <laughs> and it's really cool to kind of hear, you know, these different things that are going on. Have you had shirts yet? You got thinking about shirts? Shirts? Oh yeah. Uh I'm I'm still thinking about ideas. I'm I'm hopefully trying to get a um a poll on my Instagram and also Facebook page to see what, what type of designs they want to do. Um but yeah, no, shirts are definitely in the works. So we have a, an artist that's working on the those shirts with you or um or is it all you? Um so no artist quite yet and just trying to learn it on my own, you know, kind of like through a Photoshop and things like that. Um, still kind of getting there, but, uh, hopefully if everything goes well, probably get some merch, probably end of the year. I could see honestly a shirt with just a hat and sunglasses and it says Ian Douglas underneath. That'd I like that. Cool. We can, we can talk more about that. We can talk more about that. Absolutely, man. That's how you brand yourself. You know, I think that a lot of people, when they start out as a solo act, you really have to brand yourself and you really have to kind of create something, you know, such as this podcast. It was just an idea and just let it run, let it run. And I think that when you talk about playing guitar, it's something that you love. It's something that you want to do. And, you know, what you do is you just go out there and do it. It doesn't matter what people say. Talk to me about that mindset to go out there and just do what you love. Really, what is that like to just go out there and say, I'm just going to do it? The mindset for me is, you know, to go out and play for people. It's something that I will do until the day I die. I mean, music is everything to me. It was my safe space. To be able to go out and play for people, truly amazing. I mean, it's it's something that I've always uh, never really took for granted, um, especially first starting out, because you don't know who's watching, who's listening, and who who might pick you up. In, in a lot of ways. So that mindset to go further and be better. I mean, I'm always learning. I'm always like a learning musician, a learning guitar player, a learning vocalist. So that mindset for me is just to keep doing it because if you do something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's right. Absolutely. And a lot of people come out and see you, right? So what is it <laughs> like to have them come up and ask you for requests and how can you kind of work around their request, you know, maybe if you don't know the song, what do you, what do you say to those people? Uh, so normally what I'd say is uh, I have them take my business card and I, I go, Hey, send the request over to the email and I will do it on a video. And then uh -huh. I'll basically tag them in there. And, uh, and so that way I, I've been kind of getting into that a little bit more and I'm hopefully getting into it probably next month or so because i'm getting a lot of different requests for different songs and stuff so hopefully once that's all said and done i'll, I'll get them out there 
it takes the idea of a one-on-one situation mm-hmm. instead of, you know, I'm just going to play this song for you. Everyone can hear it. This is personally for you. And I Absolutely. like that. I really yeah. like that because you're able to take, you know, your own cover song and kind of make someone stay just by sending them a video. I really like that. Yeah, That's man. very nice. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll have one. <laughs> yes, you should do that. You should request something. Everybody should request something. What's the email that we can request songs? Yeah, so it's a uh, Ian Douglas Project at gmail.com. Perfect, perfect. So you can request Ian's music. He'll play your song. Maybe it's Happy Birthday. You know, maybe it's mm-hmm. Sweet Child of Mine. I would love that one. <laughs> oh, Sweet Child of Mine, dude. I... I played that song uh, with my Van Cotis guy, and every time I would play that solo, the band members just kind of like back away, and then the spotlight would hit me, and I would feel like I'm, you know, slash, you know, and just <laughs> just jamming. You know, you talk a lot about, you know, you played heavy metal, right? So growing up, what did you really listen to that has has made you think about what type of artists that you really enjoy? Like, as far as heavy metal goes, man, it's like uh, oof, Black Sabbath, uh, Paranoid. That was the first song that I taught myself to play on the guitar, self-taught. And I actually played at my elementary school's talent show with a drummer. It was um, a uh, old friend of mine. And it was just me and him just playing the guitar. And that was my first time playing in front of people. So it was like, you know, my parents, my teachers, my grandparents who were there. And I was like, oh, my God, I think I can do this probably. Maybe not, maybe so, but then you know, look at me now. I'm I'm playing, you know, on stage for people, playing in different venues. Um, but yeah, it's just something that is really cool still to me. And of course, one of my favorite band is Metallica. Always will be my favorite band. Uh, I've seen them about two times. Um, but then of course, once you get older, you kind of wanna branch yourself out. And of course, I still love those types of music, right? But now we'll listen to a lot of like uh, Tears for Fears and uh BB King and Steve Ray Vaughan and stuff like that. That's pretty awesome. And I was just going to ask you kind of what are those, who are those artists that you look up to? Who's your favorite guitarist that you look up to? To be honest, man, this was 13 year old me. I would say Kirk Hammond from Metallica because all he did was just shred it up. I really like uh, Roland Orzabal, the lead guitarist for the band Tears for Fears. And he does just a lot of chords. Well, I saw this in a, um, in an interview with him that he likes guitarists that make chords sing. And I thought that was pretty interesting because normally you just want to see people just, you know, just shred up the fingerboard, right? But having chords that you can really hear every single note, that's, I think, a little bit better. So I've been listening to him a lot more. And um, yeah, I think definitely one of my top five guitarists of all time. Top five guitarists letting the chords sing. That's a beautiful thing you just said right there. That's really (laughs) cool. I mean, I I feel like that's really cool. You don't hear that that often because... Your guitar kind of just plays and you just kind of just let it hit you and you rock out a little bit. But letting it sing, that's a whole different game right there. Mm-hmm. I will say to you, you know, I have done a little bit of uh, research on your Instagram, just a little bit. I mean, I've, I've, I follow you, but I saw the other night or sometime you were doing some karaoke. Yeah. Uh, what's that like to kind of do karaoke with all your friends and kind of have a, have a good time? So that that was a fun night. That was uh, down in uh, South Tampa, and I was doing like a Rick Ashley, uh, Never Gonna Give You Up, or in our day, we was called a Rick Roll. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. On uh, YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, and then after that, I did um, My Way by Frank Sinatra. 
but just singing with people is just so much fun. I mean, there's so much energy in the room. You you can just feel the vibe and just to be able to have fun with people and friends is awesome. Both top songs to sing. It, oh, I, I agree. I mean, the Rick Ashley one, you know, you have to up the game a little bit by, by dancing, just uh, jiving with people. But for Frank Sinatra, you got to let it. You got to let it sing. You got to let it fly. You got to make Frank proud, man. Well, I think it's pretty cool, too, that, you know, you you talk about what, you know, singing before and you're singing with friends. Mm -hmm. What is it like to really have support from your mm -hmm. friends and, and continue to kind of do your thing, but have that support of everyone, you know, your fans, you know, the people yeah. that come see you, the people that always kind of show up to those shows that second time. What's that like? I, I've had people, um, I would play at a, a local bar and uh, people like were regulars just to see me. Wow. I mean, I would play there like every week or so, every weekend. And people would go, every time I see you, you get better every time. And to know that, that I'm improving each time, that's to me, that just means a lot and just really wants me to get better, keep practicing and just to be the best self I can be. I was at the Tampa International Airport doing my first gig there. There are these two little kids that were dancing, you know, having a good time. And then they left. They came back and gave me hand-drawn pictures of me saying the best guitarist in the world, Ian Douglas, and they signed it and dated it. And wow. I have it framed up in my office there wow. because that was something that I was moved by it. It was, it was something that I was very touched by, and I, I, I will never forget them. Yeah, I mean, that's just the younger generation. I mean, that means the probably the world to you to have, mm -hmm. you know, these little kids just enjoy the music. I think that was when you did Uptown Funk, maybe, right? Yeah, Uptown, exactly, exactly yeah. right. a backtrack when you're playing the guitar um i do a lot of backing tracks now uh, mainly because i mean i i wasn't a band prior you know i have to be just myself right so i have to kind of use those tracks just to kind of kind of up a little bit um not all the time but um yes backing tracks are something that i use mainly live just to kind of uh make it a little fuller sounding well it makes sense well i i was on a cruise before we we're gonna get this guy in the podcast we gotta reach out to him but he played guitar Mm -hmm. And he would have like a book of songs yeah. and you would pick a song that you want him to play. And I think another song and he would like create his own. He would be one guy. He'd have like drums, mm. guitar, piano, because, you know, he would be able to change the guitar into the like a piano sound. Yeah. I think for you, this is just my thought process on this. Mm -hmm. It'd be cool if you could take. You know, a, a list of songs that you know, put them in a book and say, hey, 
pick one of these songs. Mm. I'm gonna combine it with this song. So so was he doing like um mashups or anything like that, or was he just Yeah, so he would it would be his own version of it. So like Oh, he, okay. You know, it would be and he would sing too. It'd be like um uh, what was it like uh it was Michael Jackson, I think it was Beat It, right? And, and uh-huh. he would he would have the piano, he'd have the guitar, and he would put many different instruments on it. I think it was just really cool not to take away from your stardom, but I think that would be an awesome thing to do is like, you know, give people that opportunity to say, Hey, let me request this song. And you're, and you're kind of like a DJ there in a way where you're like, where you're like, yeah, I know this song. I'm going to play this for you, but let me throw it in a twist. So, Oh, I I actually like that a lot. That sounds cool. Yeah. It's just an idea. You know, sometimes I come up with these ideas. (laughs) No, Hey, it works though. So Uptown Funk, right? Do you play a lot more of the today's pop because people are looking for that music? Yeah, to be honest with you, um, more of like today's pop, um, but especially in Florida, a lot of country. Uh, uh so 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 like uh, like uh Garth Brooks, I play a lot of uh Chris Stapleton. Um, well, one of my favorite songs played by uh, Chris Stapleton is um, Tennessee Whiskey. And that song will get people like slow dancing, having such a great time. And Chris Stapleton's a hell of a vocalist, man. I mean, he could he has a range. So when I got requested that song for the first time, I didn't know really how to sing that. I mean, I, I knew of the song. I knew I knew like what it was like. And I hit the backing track to it and I immediately sang it. And people were like, you never sang that before? You're lying to me. And I go, nope, never sang it before. Um, but Chris Stapleton is one of the, I think one of the, like, I think most popular country vocalists. I mean, I know that you like a lot of country, right? Yeah. I um, would say Luke Combs. I, I mean, I like Brad Paisley. So that's a little bit older. Yeah. Oh, Kenny Brad Chesney. Paisley. Brad Paisley is one of my favorite country uh Guitarist. I know Keith Urban's definitely up there, but Brad Paisley's mm-hmm. my favorite. There, um, have you heard of the song um, "Nervous Breakdown" by Brad Paisley? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. That guitar lick is insane. He's doing it all finger style. I would love to learn that sometime and just like jam to it because he's he's a, I think a pretty underrated guitar player. I mean, I think that people a lot of them overlook him as a guitar player. Yeah, but I don't know. But well, I was gonna say, yeah, it's kind of hard because you know. Country singers mm-hmm. are, are known for their for their vocals instead of right. guitar, which back then, before it was all guitar, banjo, whatever, you know? I feel like you're absolutely right, like underrated because, you know, people are more concerned about the vocals rather than the guitar playing. Because when rock, you think of a guitar right away, right? A- absolutely. You know, Tampa's, that makes sense. It's country music. And um, you play a lot of Luke Combs or... So actually, uh, no Luke Combs as of right now, but since you are a Luke Combs fan, I would like to ask you personally, what song would you like me to do? He's got so many good ones. Uh, I need to think about it, but uh, I want to ask you, I'll think about it when I ask you this next question. When you play the guitar, right, in the beginning, right, learning the guitar, Mm -hmm. as we talked about, Mm -hmm. what was the most difficult thing about learning the guitar? Ooh, um... Most difficult thing for me in the beginning, for sure, was how to hold the pick. I mean, because a lot of people would hold the pick in a variety of different ways. I mean, I know this uh, one guitar player by the name of um, Marty Freeman. He has his like hand like kind of like at a weird angle. And it's like, oh, it looks like 
not even human. So I like to use uh, two fingers, my thumb and my um, index finger. And I always kind of let the other fingers kind of fly just in case I want to do uh, some like nice finger style picking. But for me, that was the hardest part because in the beginning, I really like to play fast. I want to learn how to, sh to shred, of course. So getting the, the right foundation to hold the pick correctly was something that I needed to kind of get a handle on right away. And then, of course, the left hand, um, I needed to do like finger exercises every day. And I and I still do to warm up my fingers, you know, do uh, finger stretches and everything. But definitely holding the pick was the main foundation. Yeah, yeah. Well, holding the pick, playing the guitar, that's what we're talking about today. And I did think of a song. I I, yeah. I thought of uh, When It Rains, It Pours, Luke Combs. Ah, that's a good one. That might be added to the set list. What has been the highlight for you of your career mm. playing the guitar and shows? You can talk about your band. You can talk about you as a solo act. One of my highlights for sure was playing the Hard Rock Cafe in Boston with my, my band Codus Guy. I mean, I've always been there when I was a kid. And to see all the like music memorabilia in there, like Van Halen and all that stuff. But one of my highlights for sure was me finding my voice with the COVID concerts and singing and playing guitar for people. And because I was just mainly a background guy, I mean, I just did background vocals for my band. But to be in the forefront and to actually sing for people and play the guitar at the same time, it allowed me to find my voice. And that's what my dad said to me. Um, you know, the, the first time I played the COVID gig and I, and I really had to thank him for that. Uh, he says, Ian, you just got to find your voice and you got to bring it. And I just, I just think about that every time that I play because you just never know who's watching. And the fact that I get to do that every day and to be myself and to bring it on stage is something that I will continue to do, you know, forever, hopefully. Forever and ever. Hopefully you'll be. You know, maybe your own show. I could see you having your own show. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, man. That would be awesome. Man, we've seen a lot of these videos on Instagram, okay? So, yeah. like, you, you you don't just play for bars. You play for social media. You play for anybody who's watching. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about your social media because you have videos, right? Are those the requests that you do on there? Is that what that is? or? Um, so not necessarily. I mean, that's just, uh, videos, just kind of like updating people like of, uh, where I played and where I'm going to be playing, but, um, hopefully in the near future, I mean, cause like I said, probably, you know, like n next couple months, I'll start to do those like, like video requests and start to tag them out on both my Facebook and also Instagram too, because it's, it's more like, like you said, like a one-on-one -on -one basis, you kind of interact with your fans a little bit more. And I think by doing that, you'll just get kind of a wider, wider brand of audiences. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk a little bit about your social media. What's your social media? And maybe talk about your upcoming shows in Tampa for those who are maybe traveling, because this is a traveling season here, uh, to Tampa or Florida. Maybe they can come check you out. Instagram and Facebook is going to be The Ian Douglas Project. So, Ian, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. What advice do you have for anyone looking to get into playing the guitar? Any recommendations you could offer? Take your time. Learn as much as you can. Widen your horizons. Do not limit yourself. And just anything you can find, you know, anything you can get your hands on as far as like exercises or different styles of music or different guitar players, just have fun with it just be yourself and i think that once you do that 
you'll find your voice and it's uphill from there uphill from there and ian i want to thank you once again for being on what the jack i really appreciate you coming on it's been a while since we talked I'll definitely, we'll reach out more. We'll, we'll get you back on this podcast. Maybe we'll get your band on the podcast as well. The man with the music in his soul and the man with the guitar in his hand singing left and right, Ian Douglas, thank you so much for joining What The Jack. Of course, Jack. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, man. My pleasure. Well, everyone, we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening. You can check out Ian on Instagram. The Ian Douglas Project. And you can check out his videos as well. Maybe you'll get a request coming in. Him playing the guitar. He's damn good. Check it out. We'll catch you next time, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, guys.